Hey, welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, the go-to business management podcast for Australian bookkeepers running a business. Tune in for practical lessons, inspiring stories, guest speakers and resources to help you work smarter in the way you do business. And now your host, Amy Hook, is here to help you build a more profitable business while creating a savvy brand that your clients will love. morning welcome to the bookkeeper's voice podcast almost forgot the name of my own show doesn't matter because our lovely sue did a beautiful intro for me at the start so today is the last friday of the month so we're talking about the bookkeeping project so today i've got a very exciting update for you um so i'm going to be talking to you again about a topic that we've already covered um which is the topic of advisory and bringing on advisory clients. And because I know quite a lot of you are interested in this, um, if you are interested in the topic, um, check out um, one of our previous episodes where I spoke to Kathy Gregory from LivePlan. Um, she is a very passionate person when it comes to helping bookkeepers get into advisory. She also works with accountants and also um, with business owners directly, but a special place in her heart for bookkeepers when it comes to advisory. So um, I think really hearing Kathy was the, the she, she was the person who kicked me off in the direction um, that, that, you know, that I've now headed in with my bookkeeping business. So as you know, um, and especially, well, for some of you who are just joining us in the bookkeeping project, definitely go back to the start and listen to all of the episodes. But I closed down my bookkeeping business uh, a couple of years ago um, to really focus on building up my current business, which is a savvy bookkeeper. And um, actually at the start of the year, I decided to actually start it back up again because I'd developed so many resources along the way. I wanted to kind of get into testing them a little bit more and things like that. And there were a few other reasons why I decided to start the bookkeeping business back up again. But I, one of the reasons also was that I didn't want to lose touch with the world of bookkeeping. Once you stop bookkeeping, you lose touch pretty quickly because there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of bookkeeping. So for example, you might have seen the recent news about what's happened at Cadbury and in relation to sick leave specifically for shift workers. So it's been a high profile case and there are, as I believe, there are still a number of things up in the air when it comes to the way that employees are going to be entitled to carers and sick leave. Um, and there's been a few um, sort of, yeah, I guess the case was really about some technicalities in what is actually meant when a, a, an employee is entitled to a number of days uh, of leave and what does what actually does a day mean now obviously this is getting really detailed and as bookkeepers there are so many things that kind of go on um, and things that we have to stay across and things like that so part of my reason for getting back into bookkeeping was that I wanted to get back in touch with you know and stay in touch with what bookkeepers are experiencing and going through and also I felt that I'd grown a lot as a business owner so in between the break when I stopped being a bookkeeper for a season and I had to become a regular business owner who wasn't a bookkeeper and I went through the process of trying to hire my own bookkeepers and I went through um, I started to realize that as my 
business really left the startup phase and got into the growth phase of the business, I'd, I'd never experienced that as a bookkeeper because the bookkeeper's business model is a bit different. So um, to, for example, how I run Savvy. So our, our business model is actually quite what significantly different in a number of different ways and so what it did was it completely catapulted me when I left out of that world of bookkeeping where um, you know what happens is you bring on a new client so you make the sale once and then you have repeat business automatically whereas when I work with Savvy um, it's more you know product based so we're um, we're looking for, you know, um, you, you've got to sell the same things over and over again. Obviously, we have a very, uh, you know, a couple of services that are on a monthly uh, retainer, for example, the mentoring, the marketing service, and some of our, um, and our, and our um, some of our pricing services. But in general, it's quite a different business model. So when it comes to bookkeeping, I mean, obviously, as bookkeepers, we're like, oh, I don't like sales. I can tell you sales as a bookkeeper and marketing as a bookkeeper is way easier. And I think, you know, it's been good for me to actually realize how much easier it is to run a bookkeeping business um, than some other types of businesses, especially ones that re rely on repeat sales. Now, that's not to say that bookkeepers don't necessarily rely on repeat sales because you, I mean, you can't just sign up a bookkeeping client and expect them to stay. You have to give them a good service. So with bookkeepers, it's more about client retention and, and that kind of thing. So it is a different way of doing things. Um, and also once, once that client joins you, you've sort of got, I mean, you've got this regular income stream coming in on an ongoing basis. And I just, I didn't actually realize how blessed I was. And anyway, I just, a couple of things happened along the way. And so it all joined together. I didn't, honestly, I can't say that I actually sat down and thought, hmm, I wonder if I should start my bookkeeping business again. It was actually a very spur of the moment thing. Like it was one of those things where, and occasionally this happens, a thought pops into my head and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And I just start doing it without thinking. This was one of those. And so what happened was when um, I actually had um, paid for an advertising slot in a bookkeeping community group, um, a Facebook group. And so I was supposed to put my ad up and I advertised our logo design service and nobody responded to the ad. And I'd paid for two advertisement posts so I thought what am I going to do for my second ad because you know bookkeepers don't seem to want to um, buy graphic design and logos so I thought like what am I what other services that I offer am I going to post this week and I started typing into the group I started typing I don't know it just came out like I, as I was typing it all kind of evolved and I just typed it all out and I hit send and I thought I'll probably be lucky if even 20 people respond um, I didn't even have like a specific place for the people to go. I just said, hey, I've just decided I'm going to start my bookkeeping business again and I'm going to share all the information and learnings along the way and I'm going to give you a sneak preview into all of the stuff that I'm doing, sort of Burke's Backyard style and yeah, you know, if you're interested, just, you know, comment below, I'm in and I'll send you some information. I didn't know what information I was going to send. I didn't know where I was going to send people. I didn't know what I was going to do or what I was going to share or anything. It was very off the cuff. And when I logged back into Facebook and saw that about nine, there was like 900 comments on the post, I had a meltdown. It wasn't 900 at the time, actually. By the time I logged back in, there are about 200 comments on the post already of people saying I'm in. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? So I, I actually got a bit overwhelmed and I got my, um, I had to actually ask my VA to log into my Facebook account and just reply to everybody because I was like, Oh my gosh, like for hours and hours I was, there were all these notifications. And then 
I was going back and I'd have a look and then there'd be like 30 or 50 more people commenting and I'm like, I can't keep up with this. So it was quite a surprise that this all kind of took off. I just thought, you know, maybe a few people might be interested and even if they're not, I'm just going to do it anyway because, you know, so what? Um, you know, it'll be something interesting to do and, yeah, we'll just see how it goes and it could be a dismal failure. It could go really well. It could be somewhere in between. I just thought there's a really good chance now that I've put this out there that I'm actually going to publicly make a bit of a fool of myself. But I thought, well, even if I do, like, <laughs> does it really does it really matter like I'm sure even if I fail that you guys will learn something out of it so I just thought you know what I'm gonna do it so here I am today we're in the eighth month of the bookkeeping project and it hasn't exactly turned out the way that I planned there were a few few things that hadn't um, really gone to plan in terms of um, you know, the, the content that's provided to you guys and things like that. I've just been sort of going on an on-demand basis and providing what people are asking for. Um, so really, I think, um, yeah, that's sort of the direction that I took it. Um, so if you're kind of thinking, oh, Amy's not sharing the information that I wanted, you need to actually let, let me know what information you want to know about the business. If you don't let me know, I'm just going to jump on these monthly podcasts and I'm just going to kind of waffle along <laughs> and tell you what's happened in my world in the last month. So, <laughs> so basically, I'm going to talk to you about advisory because hooray, I got my first advisory client um, in, in the new version of the bookkeeping business. So I've been doing advisory services with bookkeeping business owners for quite a while. And, um, you know, I, I used to do mentoring and a bit of consulting with my previous clients, but I really, I hadn't gone through the experience that I described to you at the start. So at the start, I had the skills to offer an advisory service, but I didn't have the experience in that. It's not that I didn't have the experience on how to do stuff. I didn't have the personal experience of going through the journey and experiencing the pain and the difficulties and, you know, the struggles and the kind of journey that a business owner goes through. So I'm not saying that when I was a bookkeeping business owner the first time that I wasn't a real business owner. Like I did, I did have a couple of staff and things like that. If like, it doesn't mean if you don't have staff, doesn't mean you're not a real business owner, but it's different. So if you've never had to go through the process of employing and retaining good staff, like you have not reached a certain level, it's not a criticism. It's just the way that it is. It's just that you, your, your range of actual experiences is going to be limited. And so once you go through all of these different levels of being in a business, uh, you, you get to the point where you need to actually start to really understand those advisory principles and apply them in your own business and then see them work or not work, the ones that work for you and the ones that don't. And you test things and you try things and you look for what works. And through that struggle, you develop like a level of empathy that you just couldn't have had before. And that's what it really comes down to. So advisory isn't a skill set. Advisory is a life experience um, I don't think, I think you could get the smartest, most technical sound bookkeeper or accountant or like whatever, like whatever sk skill set you have in business, whether it's a business coach or a lawyer or whatever your service is. Obviously you guys listening are book bookkeepers, maybe a couple of accountants on here, but really we're bookkeepers. So until we, you know, 
have that lived experience. It doesn't matter really how smart we are. That's the biggest, biggest takeaway that I have learned in my last couple of years in business. And on my return into the bookkeeping business, this is what I've seen play out. I feel that I have a deeper level of understanding and empathy for my clients. Um, and empathy that's really lacking when I look around in Facebook groups. So, uh, and I, I don't mean this to sound, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to sound mean or critical or anything like that, but there is a lot of, um, you know, immature comments and bitchiness about business owners or even towards other bookkeepers, skill levels and things like that, like that goes on in these groups. And I find that the tone in some groups, obviously there's the, on the supportive side, it's really great. But on the other side, there's a lot of judgment. And I see the comments that people write about business owners. For example, I was in an accountant's group um, just last night and I was looking at comments and it was someone wrote like, what's the what's the biggest, um, what's the most common um, misunderstanding that your clients have? And people kind of came forward and talked about the misunderstandings. And to me, the responses were coming from people that are at quite an immer, like they're at an immature level of business. I'm not saying I'm mature because <laughs> I'm definitely not. But, um, but the, I guess when I read those comments, I do see, a level of a, like a lack of empathy, which I think doesn't come from being, you know, it's not a heartless lack of empathy. It's just an immature lack of empathy where the person just simply hasn't lived the experience. They're not doing it on purpose, but they, you know, they think, oh, you know, clients don't understand what bookkeepers and accountants do. Silly clients. Well, I can tell you right now, I've worked in and run my business where my clients are bookkeepers. And I can tell you bookkeepers are the same as other business owners. So I do personally think the bookkeepers are a bit nicer to work with. I think because we don't go through much, so much crap that we're actually, you know, we do actually develop a level of empathy and to be able to, yeah, you know, really bear with people and, you know, be kind and patient with them. But on the other side, um, you know, we, I mean, William and I, my husband, we, we experience it all the time in savvy like bookkeepers don't understand how seo works they don't understand how websites work they think that doing a website is easy they don't understand the work that goes in the background it's hard to it's hard to explain the value um, and i can tell you now bookkeepers do this just as much as any other kind of business owner it's just on a different thing so bookkeepers don't do it about bookkeeping they see the value in bookkeeping but they don't see the value in other um, types of services. And, you know, that's just the reality. You know, I think it's very easy for us to get in our little bubble and think, oh, it's just all those business owners out there who just don't get it and they don't understand the value and they're just, you know, whatever. But, you know, I can tell you as bookkeepers, we're like that too. We do it exactly the same. We just do it with other topics and other areas where we think, you know, wow, like I'm an expert bookkeeper, therefore I must be expert at everything and you know I mean obviously not everyone thinks that but there is that mindset out there so I think what we need to do is when we think oh our client is not getting it we need to actually step back and go well there's plenty of times where I don't get it and you know what could I do differently to help my client to get it so now I'm going to talk to you about my advisory um journey and you know this has been something that I've really wanted to do and obviously you know, I've shared with you guys my initial consult form. 
So on my initial consult form, I ask a whole bunch of different questions and the purpose of the questions, aside from getting to know the business and get the information to give the person a quote, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to qualify if this person is a good fit for my business. And so I, I, like, I want to work with either, like I want to work with low maintenance people or people with interesting, meaningful work. Like it doesn't have to be anything fluffy, meaningful, but someone, people that are passionate about what they do and they want to get the best out of their business. And I look for that and I look for an attitude as I go through my form, I listen to their tone of voice. I listen to the way that they talk to me and respond to questions or refuse to respond to questions sometimes and things like that to see how open they are and that kind of thing. You know, I'm looking for people who get it, people who they, you know, they, um, yeah, they want to make a difference in their business. Um, and not all my clients do. So I've got a handful of clients now. Um, I, made it to zero bronze, which was exciting. So I got to tell you about that, but I, um, I got to, um, get back my, uh, zero bronze status, which was pretty cool. Um, although I haven't kept my training up to date, so I have to actually do that to reactivate it. But so that was cool. So I've got a handful of clients now. So I've had five clients, um, come in all together for those of you who are wondering how many clients do you have now? Um, and they're all really good clients. Most of them are just sort of low maintenance clients and, um, you know, they're not interested at this point in the advisory service. I've sort of tried to drop the line out there a couple of times, but nothing's really come of it. Um, and recently I engaged, um, a bigger client, um, so the other ones are mostly monthly clients, whereas I engaged a, a bigger client, a weekly client. And, um, you know, when this client came on board, I thought, wow, like, this is a great client. You know, I'd love to work with this person. And I did mention to them the consulting service that I offer. And, you know, the, comp the response was that, yeah, I'm interested, but maybe let's get the bookkeeping up to date first. And I said, yep, that's fine. We ended up, what actually ended up happening is when it took a little while for the contract to get signed, but once the contract was signed, um, you know, this person actually signed up for the um, consulting at the same time. And so I guess, firstly, I want to talk to you about how I actually did that differently. So the way that I used to do things in the past was I would come in with all guns blazing and I'd present to the client like, oh, you've got this massive met rescue job and there's all these issues and I'd point everything out and I, I sort of felt it was a bit of a technique for me I thought that if I overwhelmed them they'd desperately see how much they needed me um, and then that would be a sure thing but what I think I actually did by accident was um, you know overwhelm the client and I set them up you know um, I was charging an hourly rate $80 to $100 an hour so what I did was I set myself up for the client to never contact me because they knew they're going to get charged for every cent and I sort of set this tone that, you know, that bookkeeping was this big, scary thing that only I knew how to fix. And I realized through this process that that was wrong. And so the, what I, the difference between what happened this time and last time is that, you know, I've, I've, the approach I'm now taking is I charge a lot less for bookkeeping than I used to. So I base my packages on less than the industry average. So the industry industry average rate is $65 an hour. I was always on the upper end of 80 to 100. I now charge, I base all my packages on $60 an hour. So I'm under the industry average, which in the past would have highly offended me because of how skilled 
I am and, you know, I'm worth so much more. And that's what, that's the message that I received from the industry. You know, I was always happy to get paid $35, $40 an hour until I started getting connected in with other bookkeepers on Facebook. And then I real I got caught up in this culture of putting, put your fees up, charge more, charge what you're worth, all that kind of thing. And you know what? I thought, no, I'm not going to charge what I'm worth anymore. It's not about me and what I'm worth. It's about what the client values and what seems to be good value for them. So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to actually charge people exorbitant rates for bookkeeping anymore. What I'm going to do is I'm going to charge them really affordable industry, below industry rates, competitive rates. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to add value into their business and I'm going to build trust with them. And I'm going to actually have them choose to come and do more with me through responding to the value that I provide. And so that was how I did it differently this time. So what I did was instead of going in guns blazing, saying, you need this, you need this and quoting a ridiculous amount of money. What I did was I went in there and I gave a really reasonable fixed fee, um, $60 an hour. And then for my advisory, I charged $300 an hour. And to me, that makes sense. So in the past, I've always been like charge, you know, I want to get paid $100 an hour. So now I can get paid $100 an hour by balancing it out with my advisory work, which is higher value work because it's what gets the client's results. So my process for um, bringing on advisory clients now is to just talk to them about what they come to me for help for, which is to get their bookkeeping up to date. I don't need to go in there with these big plans, but I can offer it to them. And so I can offer them, you know, custom reports and I can offer them advisory, but I put it as an optional extra on their quote. Um, as you all know, I use PandaDoc for my quoting and I absolutely like swear by this way of doing things because you can put things in as optional extras. They can pick and choose what they want. And then that way it's allowing them to choose where they're at in their business. And if they don't choose everything straight away, they know it's there for the future. And so that, that was the way that I approached this client. And before the proposal was signed, it turned from let's just get the bookkeeping up to date to, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go because I don't lock people in. So I do have um, a 90 day cancellation um, policy, um, which covers me, if, you know, we've done a lot of work during the quarter and they cancel, but I, 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 you know, I check it out on a case by case basis, but you know, the, the thing is, you know, I put it out there and the client actually picked, he decided, changed his mind, decided to take it up beforehand because that, you know, there's no risk in it. It's like, just come and try a session. If you like it, keep going. If you don't like it, don't keep going. But what we'll do is, um, you know, we'll spend some time together each month. I'll get to know your business really well. And from there, I will start to dig in and look at what numbers are going to benefit you in your business because I know that sending the guy PL, he's a really smart business owner, you know, he, he needs more than than the PL and that's all good. So the process that I'm using to do this is quote, so I this is how I do it. Rescue so I do uh, initial consult, which is a quick phone chat, 15 minutes, um, where I advise them about the health check. So I get their access to their data file and then I tell them I'm going to do a health check and that's going to find out the status of their file and I provide them with a report, which is part of the quote. So the report shows them 
um, what's included or not included in the quote and it gives full detail on the things um, that may need to be fixed um, and then I say what I'm willing to include in my fee and what is not included in my fee and then they can actually in uh, they can choose what they would like me to do from that list so I let them know I'll provide them with a quote um, and you know I put that quote together based on bookkeeping based on um, rescue work so I quote everything fixed fee up front I don't do any hourly rate um, at all I don't even display my hourly rates they wouldn't even know they'd be able to figure out what my hourly rates are potentially but it doesn't really matter because I'm not trying to um, yeah I'm not trying to um, cover that up or anything like that. I'm open about that if they want to know, but mostly so, you know, I quote for X amount of bookkeeping hours per week. So that's at an hourly rate times, you know, it's just a fixed price. It's not, you know, anything fancy. And then from there, I quote for, you know, payroll bass, which I charge out at a higher rate um, and rescue work. I charge out at a higher rate as well. And then from there, it's just a case of coming in, getting the bookkeeping up to date. Once the bookkeeping's up to date, I schedule in a session with the client. Um, scheduling in the session within the first month is a good idea. So if the bookkeeping's not up to date, I would still do that and sit down with them and get a really good understanding of their business from a big picture, high level overview. So what I do is I use what's called a lean business plan format, which is a really high level overview. I get just a snapshot view of who their, who their, what their services are, what problems their services solve, who their target market is, who their competitors are, whether they're focusing on marketing at the moment or whether they're focusing internally, trying to you know, manage the workload. They're usually the two situations people are in. They either don't have enough money and they want to do some marketing and they want to grow or you've got people that have grown so quickly and they're struggling to manage internally their processes and things like that. And so from there, um, what I do is, so I understand the big picture. I show the client that I understand their business and that I'm really interested in their business. I ask them lots and lots of questions and I make lots and lots of notes. And then what I do is after the session, I send it to them in a really pretty format with their logo on it and a, re and a really nicely designed summary of what we talked about. And so from there, um, that's placed me for our next meeting. And in our next meet, in between the first meeting and the second meeting, what I do is I start to set up um, a financial model. This can take a little while. Um, so what I do is I start with the income, then I start to model the cost of goods sold. Um, I model out their team. So how much they're paying for all of their team costs. Then I start to work on expenses and all of their other overheads and things like that. Um, then I'll go through, I'll look at their financing, um, you know, all of their various loans and credit cards and things like that. I'll put together the loan amortization schedules and start to really kind of flesh out that what I came up with in the first session on that lean business plan, I start to actually flesh that out into a financial model. So I go, okay, on the outside, this is what it looks like. And on the inside with it, where all the financials operate, this is, this is how it, how it looks like financially. This is how it looks like right now. And we also, and then we talk, you know, I talk to them about their goals and I look at, okay, this is what it looks like currently. And then I talk to them about, this is what they want it to look like. And then we start to work out what are the metrics that need to change to make that this look like that. And from there, it, it's very organic. Like it sounds quite structured, but it's not because I also just go with the flow of what the client actually needs and what the client 
requests. And from there, once we've built that, I've set myself up with the client for an ongoing advisory relationship, which can go as long as they want. They can stop when they want. They can skip a month if they want. They can stop and start. I, I really don't mind. I'm not into locking people in. I'm happy for them to just kind of take it on an as-needs basis. Um, and if they feel they've reached their goals through what I'm offering and they don't feel that it could offer anymore, I'm happy for them to stop. And so that's how that looks. And so you know, within that, there's so many conversations that you could have a, with a business owner and you don't need to know everything. You just need to know how to listen and then kind of go along with, okay, this is the next thing that we're going to look at in the business. And, and, you know, when you show the figures to the client, the client's going to go, Oh, Oh, okay. I hadn't really thought of that. Could you get these figures for me? And they might send you off to do some homework for them. And so that's what, that's what my advisory process looks like. As I said, this is my first um, client in my bookkeeping business that I've been um, able to, um, you know, have joined this specific, specific service, but this is the service that I've been offering to bookkeepers for a couple of years. And so now, you know, I'm very excited to be able to apply this to such you know it's a pretty awesome company like it's a large it's a it's a very large small business they've got a big team they've got lots of growth happening some struggles in the industry that you know correlate with what some of the things that we I relate to in the bookkeeping industry but for the first time like last time I remember speaking to the business owners and I'd hear about their stresses and it would overwhelm me because I hadn't experienced it myself whereas now when the, this client talks about the, the some of the struggles they have in their business I can relate to everything they're saying and I can speak to them on a level of I'm a business owner just like you um, except I'm good at finance, like good at finances. I'm good at accounting. So, um, you know, just to throw that in the mix, but they're the expert on their business. I'm not an expert. I'm just good at numbers. You know, I'm good at listening to them and translating what they're saying into numbers. And then together we work on that. It's really client led. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I am very excited about this. I've built out my, um, you know, like I have built some, um, advisory packages with, you know, various levels of inclusions and things like that, but I can build custom advisory packages as well. Um, we, you know, using the, the setup that I've done. So, um, which is, yeah, just, it's really exciting. It's very cool. And, you know, I guess from here, it's just about, you know, getting some testimonials and starting to, yeah, just start, starting to branch out or even, you know, I think for me, I want to figure out, I don't know if, I, if I'll limit myself to a specific industry, but it's definitely a specific type of person um, and the way that they look at things. You know, this is a really savvy client, like it's pretty good with technology and stuff like that as well, which is great. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next season and, you know, um, yeah, just being able to invest a little bit more in looking for these type of clients. I know my marketing has been majorly on the back burner because I've just been so engrossed in, you know, I guess, cause I've got so many clients with savvy. I think we've got over 150 clients or something like that. So I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Um, you know, trying to keep up with that. But, um, this, I think this week I managed to, uh, I don't know if you listened to my podcast where I talked about how I nearly burned out and I was working 60 hours a week, but I was hardly working on the bookkeeping business at all. I had no time because savvy was really taking so much of my time. Whereas over the last couple of 
I think over the last month or so, I've been down, back down to 30 hours a week in Savvy, which is giving me almost 10 hours a week in the bookkeeping business. And now I'm really, um, you know, I now have the time and the capacity to invest in that business and to be able to start prioritizing that. Um, I've got an awesome team at Savvy and so they're, everyone's managing everything there for me now so I can actually invest more in the business and start to, um, you know, like put out a proper marketing strategy and, um, so that's very exciting. Uh, anyway, you'll hear some more updates in the months to come, but hopefully this session has been helpful. And again, give me a feedback if there's anything else that you want to hear about, anything else you want to know, any questions, just, yeah, just drop me a line and you can email me savvy at the savvybookkeeper.com.au. I'm always happy to reply to you and thank you. Thank you for listening again. It's always great to come and have a chat to you. See you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so make sure you subscribe to get future episodes via your favourite podcast app. And if you love this episode, jump on and leave us a review. Are you looking for some resources to help build a more profitable business while creating a savvy brand that your clients will love? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook page or head to our website, thesavvybookkeeper.com.au. Until next time, stay savvy.